I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and sex shop owner. And I'm April, VP of an international high-end pleasure products company and boss queen sex toy mogul. We're best friends who make our own rules about who we are as sexual beings. With everything from how to be a badass in the bedroom to top tips for bringing your relationship to the next level, we have something just for you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Happy Movember, everybody. Happy Movember. Uh, Is it a happy time? I think so. It's Prostate Awareness Month, and we are running a campaign, also known as a contest. Yes, where you can win some things. Starting next week, so it starts November 12th. Which is next week, and you want to listen to that podcast that will give you instructions on how to win all kinds of awesome prizes, hundreds of dollars worth of sex toys, and it also involves our Instagram. So you'll want to be following Shameless Sex Podcast on Instagram as well. It's really easy to enter. It'll probably take you three minutes to enter, but you do need to listen to the next week's podcast. And it's only a week long. It's not a full month. So please do, uh, if you want to get a chance to win these amazing products, please do go to our Instagram and IG. And we just finished our photo shoot with Tadam. So we're posting some beautiful photos is it of us. Tadam? Is that how you say it? Tadam. I don't know. It's not Tadam. I like Tadam. Tadam. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe it is Tadam. Yeah. They do some beautiful photos. We did a, a kind of a boudoir photo shoot slash a photo shoot of for for us uh, together and also separately. And the photos are so beautiful. Go to our uh, Shameless Sex podcast. And you can see and our we'll continue to post sexy more. lingerie. Yeah. They made it so comfortable and sexy, and they really they really know how to help people work with the camera because that is so hard for me. That is the scariest thing ever. And they made it so awesome. They're a couple, and uh, they are really good at what they do. Can we just take a moment of silence for Legends Testicle? Oh yeah, which is funny because it's we're gone. doing this po- this podcast. It's on erectile dysfunction, <laughs> and your dog just got its testicle removed, and it's here has stitches yeah. on its genitals. And he's sad. He's in a onesie. Yeah, he's in a th- three to six month year, three to six month old. I almost said year old. Three to six month old onesie, and. During like, this like podcast, he was dreaming and oh God, it's whining. A Dr. Seuss it's a Dr. Seuss onesie. I have three different options for him. He's so cute, and that's so he doesn't lick his stitches. But everyone thinks I'm a crazy dog mom when I when I walk around with him in a onesie. I'm like, well, but they think it's cute. They're like, oh, my or God. they just think I'm a crazy dog mom. So He's anyway, adorable. moment of silence for Legends testicle. All right, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so just, yeah, usually, so when we we turn on our mics and we start the podcast, we say testing, testing testicles, and then we said it, and we're like, Oops. Amy's like too soon. I was like, yeah, earmuff ledge. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bro. Uh, so this podcast, we are super excited about. We're excited about every podcast, but this one's extra exciting uh, because. We have been told by, we say this on the podcast, we have been, uh, there have been requests for us to do more penis-centric topics that aren't about, like, how to please vulvas, uh, more about uh, penises and how they're experienced in sexuality. And so this is specifically on erectile dysfunction. I know, not the shiniest of topics, but um, as he says in the, this is a doctor, Dr. C, um, as he says in the podcast, uh, pretty much every man who's not 15 and lives older than 15 is going to deal with some sort of erectile dysfunction issue. Yeah, so this probably affects you in some way if you're 
you're a penis owner, penis admirer, or you're just a human that likes information because yeah. no matter what, you could probably help other folks out there knowing what we are about to show you, tell you, well, what Dr. C will tell you. Because knowledge is powered. And Dr. C's a shameless sex fan, too. Yeah, he is. He's awesome, by I the love way. Dr. C. Love him. Dr. Yeah, C, if you're listening, love you. We love you, Dr. C. Uh, okay. Let's Dr. Do a- Cock? Is that what it could be short <gasps> for? Ooh. I love it. He's probably heard that before. Yeah, he probably has. He's like, no, my first time, <laughs> girls. Okay, let's do a sex question. Uh, so this person, is, they're dealing with some erectile dysfunction stuff, but their the sex questions aren't specifically about erectile dysfunction. So I'm a 40-something male that really enjoys listening to your show. I recently had a run-in with cancer that has left me with challenges with ED. Prior to that, I was rather incompetent with the use of my... Sorry, not incompetent. I was rather con- <laughs> I was rather competent with the use of my penis and mostly could give vaginal orgasms my penis for my partners. Since the, the changes with cancer, I'm using more sex toys with my partners, so here are my questions. I recently noticed issues with the toys. I think it was because I was letting them touch each other and I noticed a melted spot. I think I need help understanding how to safely care for toys of various materials. Number two... How to best clean these toys? I was used, told not to use soap. Number three, I was told not to allow silicone to touch silicone. So wondering now if I should use the Uber Lube with some of these toys or with other toys. Whoa, lots of questions that are all, all really questions. good yeah. questions. Yes, and uh, you can go first. Well, yes. So, and so for the person listening, we chose this question because this whole podcast is going to be about erectile dysfunction. So there's much more for this person to listen to here. Um, and, but in terms of the toys, so our understanding is yes, it's specifically, so silicone toys, you put two silicone toys together. One, you don't know the different levels of silicone. So you could put two silicone toys in a bag and come back three weeks later and they can be melted to each other a little bit. Um, usually if it's the same grade levels of silicone. So I put a fun factory silicone with another fun factory silicone. You're not going to see that happen. Right. Same with hot octopus products. Yes. High grade silicone. But if you mix it with some other silicone toy that you don't know the quality of it, um, and it, it it takes a while. It doesn't just happen like two hours of them touching. Takes some time. Yeah. But they can, what it does is the, the, um, the molecules the right word they bind to Mm -hmm. each other silicone on silicone kind of bind to each other and it can create almost this like melty thing and then you can even throw have a a toy that's not silicone with some like i think tpr and other materials like that are more like this softer sex toy materials yeah same thing can happen there too so it's 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 a very strange reaction chemical reaction it looks looks like a weird science project you just you know it's funny i have a whole sex toy drawer next to my bed and i've never had that problem but i only buy really nice products or have because I was always afraid of what those products were doing inside of my body if they're slowly like morphing to each other. So I've always been really particular. Like if any time you buy a, a sex toy from the store and you take it out of the box and it has a smell, yeah. it probably isn't medical grade silicone, 100% medical grade silicone. It's, and that's they, what you really want. It shouldn't have a smell. It should not. Silicone does not smell. No. It's, a, it's a totally scentless, odorless product so but if you find something that says silicone but has a smell because some companies will still do that because they're not regulated by the fda right so they'll use fillers they can do whatever they want they can say it's silicone and it only has to have a certain percentage of it and they can still be a blend with some other things and then you deal with this thing that you put in your body that does put the toxicity of whatever that material is into your body into your bloodstream i guess you know penis owning individuals maybe less so but vulva with prostates toys yeah if it's internal yeah anally too so that's probably what this person already kind of knew 
that that they're the mouth is but they think it's that um that it's that putting the two materials together so my advice would be don't let your your toys hang out next to each other you know in a toy bag unless you know that they're the exact same brand with the exact same quality of silicone um, and, or if you do, they can touch each other for a couple hours, but don't let them hang out there for days or yeah. weeks. I would for sure wash all of your toys after each use as well. Uh, and as far as not being able to wash your toy with soap, that's probably because it's a porous, more porous material. Um, as, as part of the question stated with medical grade silicone, you can wash with soap and water and yeah. it's totally fine. Uh, you just have to verify where you're buying the product if it's 100% medical grade silicone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would go with a reputable company, like a fun factor, like a hot octopus. Those, Crave. Crave. Yeah. Like those companies. Vibratex makes good Yeah, products. WeVibe. Yeah. Those companies are really working hard to bring you the best possible products. And you can just use soap and water. Now, when it's a more porous product and you aren't able to use soap, that sounds really bizarre to me. And I, I really... I've never had that as the case. You can always use toy cleaner, but I don't know if that toy would be affected by alcohol and toy cleaner. So that I don't know. I would probably throw that toy in the garbage. And maybe there's different types of soap, right? Maybe you're not using the antibacterial soap with it, but you're using some other like more natural organic-y soap that is still cleaning something. And, and as far as I know, even with a porous toy, uh, depending on, on the toy, if it can even get wet, you should still be able to use. That's what I'm saying. That I mean, sounds weird the thing to is, me. is because it's, it's so a porous material would be like elastomer or like the rubber jelly ones, which we don't recommend because they right. smell and they're bad for your body. And TPR has is some porousness yeah. to it. Um, and what they do is they are porous, mean they hold in whatever you put on it. So you put bacteria on it from your body or it falls on the ground or something like that. It holds in the bacteria, but you put like a rubbing alcohol or soap on it. It could hold in whatever chemicals are in that too. So maybe using something that is a little more body friendly, but like April said, you should be able to use soap with it. And depending on how waterproof it is, um, to be able to clean and care for it. And, and then the Uber lube question with other sex toys, I wouldn't recommend using silicone lube, like Uber Lube's super high grade, so it could affect your toys, especially if you're buying lower grade, lower silicone, grade toys, yeah. silicone toys. Yeah. You could use it with Fun Factory. I used to use Uber Lube with Fun Factory all the time. You don't it let was it fine sit for three weeks, but then. I yeah. wash it every yeah. time. And hot, uh, with Hot Octopus products, I've only used. I only have Uber Lube in my drawers. Yeah. Uh, so if you are not buying products that you're sure that it's 100% medical grade silicone, and it says it's like some sort of silicone then I would probably use a water-based lube. Yeah, and I would also also say that from my understanding of the Uber lube, it takes, as, or actually with all silicone, silicone on silicone, while the silicone toy on silicone toy or silicone toy with silicone lube, it takes, as we said, a couple hours for there to be an issue. You said silicone like five That's times. a lot of silicone. Oh, silicone. Silicone, 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 silicone. Are we in Silicone Valley? Silicone Valley. Um, <laughs> but so if you're going to use Uber lube on your sex toy for, you know, for a half an hour session, and then you wash it really, really efficiently after... You're probably going to be okay. We can't guarantee that because we don't know much about your sex toys, but it really takes more than a couple hours for it to affect your toy. To let it marinate like a steak. That's what I say. Don't do that. Don't let it marinate like you're cooking a steak. No marinating. Wash things right away and then only use high quality toys that don't have a scent in your body, in and on your body. Um, are a good way to go. And yeah, be careful with silicone on silicone um, and then you should be all good to go. All right, everyone, bio time, and here we go with Dr. C, also known as Dr. John, also known as Dr. Carozella. Also known as Dr. Cock. Dr. Cock. (laughs) Dr. Carozella, practice as an orthopedic. (laughs) 
<laughs> surgeon <laughs> for 25 years, five years before switching his focus to the non-traditional medical specialties of hormone replacement, sexual health and dysfunction, and age management. He is an expert in hormone therapy, sexual dysfunction, and age man- and management for both men and women. To learn more, visit hormoneandwellness.com. That's hormones, sorry, hormones, andwellness.com. Are you ready to dive on in? I can't wait. My dick is so excited. Dicka. This podcast is made possible by Manscaped. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for you or your man's family jewels. Ever try going down in your man only to feel like you are spending more time pulling hair out of your teeth than focusing on the skin on skin contact? No, thank you. Enter Manscaped's Electric Trimmer, the Lawnmower 2.0, designed specifically for a man's below the belt grooming. I personally find grooming super sexy, and the Lawnmower 2.0 is fabulous at getting everything clean and pristine. Let's talk about sweaty balls. Yeah, sweaty balls happen, but that doesn't entice me to get my mouth close to your nuts. That's why Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. Penis owners, it's time to step up your game. And to get you started, our listeners get 20% off and free shipping with the code SHAMELESS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code SHAMELESS. Your bits will thank you for it. Listen, I, 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 ever since I got divorced this time around, I've learned a lot of stuff. So I'm in the right business and this is, it's just a fun time of life. I'll Did tell you, you what. not to get married again. That's what I learned. <laughs> I, 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 I got, gotcha. Gotcha. Gotcha, guys. That was good. Uh, we should maybe start the podcast there. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's cute. Maybe we could. It's always fun to start with some humor. Um, okay. Uh, all right, fine. Let's do it. So we started the podcast <laughs> with April's joke about marriage. Sorry, married people. We're not anti-marriage. Um, weddings. If you want me at weddings, I do weddings too. She's really funny. Weddings, weddings can be a lot of fun. I would tell you what I was, I was listening. I don't know. I was listening to Emily the other day and she was talking about some episode she had at her wedding and I'm going, okay, you guys learn how to have a lot of fun. So it's, it's yeah, great. it's usually the guests. I think that have the most fun at the wedding, especially April in a short dress, doing a headstand on the dance floor. That was fun. Yeah. All, <laughs> that right. all the people dancing. So like these burning man people, what are they doing? <laughs> oh, weirdos. So everyone is listening. You already heard our bio. You already know the topic. We are here with Dr. C, Dr. John, Dr. Carozella. Did I say that right? But we're going to go with Dr. C because it's really fun. I feel like we were best friends when I call you Dr. C too. Um, and this episode, I think, is perfect timing. One, it's being released in the beginning of November, which is uh, Prostate Awareness and Month, Help for Health and Pleasure. Uh, we are running a contest that we talked about in the, in the intro before this, um, the following week on Prostate Awareness and, um, and Pleasure and Health. So uh, stay tuned, listeners, to learn more about that in the next weeks. Episode. I'm going to shave Legend's mustache with some Manscaped products into a nice <laughs> Fu Manchu for November. That's my dog. That's her dog, yeah. Who's not my, not my bush. Who's, speaking of, currently just got his only testicle removed. That'd be a good name for your bush, though. A legend. My blood, my bush. Yeah, What's your pussy's name? Legend. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, so, but also um, we do get comments from listeners who say, who think that our show is very much geared towards vulva-owning individuals. And we 
uh, we both own vulvas over here. So we want to make this as inclusive as possible. And this topic is really important. We do get a lot of sex questions about this. So we're really excited to dive in. I know that it's not always like the sparkliest of conversations, but it's an important conversation. And there's a lot of things that you're going to share that folks can uh, do probably for more acceptance, having less shame, and then working with this aspect of erectile dysfunction. Um, so to start, John, Dr. C, can you tell our listeners a little bit about wh- how you got to be where you are today in this profession? Yeah, it, it's really an interesting story. Uh, I, um, excuse me, I was a you know, orthopedic surgeon for 25 years and uh, did a lot of bone breaking, bone cracking and joint replacements and things. And, you know, my ex-wife went through a really uh, stunning menopause uh, and as we ran around the world trying to figure this out, and everybody kept telling us this is the way that it is, this is the way that it is, uh, we, we, we refused to accept that. And we ultimately came across bioidentical hormones. And I'm going to tell you what, it was absolutely life-changing. And I, I was getting really tired and burnt out on traditional medicine. And when I saw the dramatic change in her, and then ultimately uh, the dramatic change in other women, I said, this is something that I want to do, women and men. Uh, And I ultimately went back to school. I got a master's degree from the University of South Florida. I've been involved uh, with the American Academy of Anti-Aging and Aesthetic Medicine. I've got several certificates from them, including advanced sexual wellness. And I study uh, quite extensively on on hormones and hormone wellness and sexual wellness. And I work with a a gentleman named Neil Rousier, who's uh, a world-renowned expert on hormones. And uh, we study a lot together. And I have just built my life into that, and it's become a fascinating journey. Uh, The connections with people and the ability to touch lives and really reshape people and their lives and their intimacy has just been been a real pleasure, a real treat, and a real honor to be invited into that world. Absolutely. And erectile, and I I really, I hate the term dysfunction, but for this sake, ED, uh, we'll call it erectile dysfunction for this episode. Uh, it's it's more common than people think, and it's common in people of all ages, folks, penis owners of all ages, um, from lots of different reasons, right? I mean, the, this day and age, the stress that we undergo undergo all the time, the cortisol levels are always spiked. But can you really tell our listeners actually how common ED is for penis owners, and maybe um, you know who it's primarily affecting? Yeah, it, it's remarkably more common than people uh, tend to believe because. As you might expect, you know, a lot of men measure their manliness or their virility based upon their ability to achieve, uh, maintain, and utilize a, a, an erection until completion. And so it's very hard for men to admit it. But the reality is, is you can pretty much take your age, and that's about the percentage of erectile dysfunction that you're going to have. In fact, at some point or another, virtually every single man who walks on the face of the earth will have some degree of erectile dysfunction. And that's something as common as the guy that's used to going two or three or four or how many ever times a day, and all of a sudden he can't go that many times the next day, and either he or his partner start to get bent out of shape about it. And then there's some very simple things that can be done about those very minor cases. And then you get all the way up to the, the, the kind of guy that, say, has had prostate cancer and has had some kind of treatment that's rendered him, uh, his ability to have an erection uh, really difficult. And, you know, those guys have significant problems and, and significant challenges. And then there's just about everything in between. But I'd say about the most common cause of erectile dysfunction is just that normal age-related decline of uh, testosterone, the age-related decline in nitric oxide, which is a very uh, 
misunderstood or not, not really misunderstood, but really not well-known element in terms of erectile dysfunction. And then things such as common as smoking and, and overeating and inflammatory diets and, you know, all kinds of different things uh, cause erectile dysfunction. And, and, you know, so when you take the holistic approach that we take in this office, toward it, you have to look at the basic physiology, you have to look at the whole person, and you have to do all kinds of things. I'll never forget when I was about 42. Uh, you know, of course, I started to notice some changes at that age. And I walked into my family doctor's office and I said, hey, listen, you know, I'm starting to have a little bit of problem in, you know, in the erection department. And he looked at me and he says, oh, that's great. He says he threw the blue pills on the table and he walked out of the room. And, you know, at that time, my testosterone level was like 450, which I know now is just terrible. And I looked at him and I said, well, what's up with this? And the reality is, is, is that there, there's just so much more that can be done for erectile dysfunction, you know, even to the point of getting away from the pills and doing other more natural things. So the point to, to, to summarize your, the answer to your question is it's extremely common. Almost every single man will experience it to some degree or another throughout his life. And it gets more and more prevalent as men get older. And it's just part of life. And I think one of the biggest pieces of advice I could give to guys right now is to just accept the fact that it's probably going to happen sometime. And I, and I tell the guys, it's like a cancer. It gets in your brain and then all of a sudden it gets worse. But accept the fact that it happens. Just go on with it. And then if it gets worse or a persistent problem, go see an expert who can help you and figure something else out. And diet is such a huge part. I said this the other the on another podcast a couple of weeks ago. I don't know when it aired. I, I watched this um, this movie, The Game Changer, and it's an, a very infant study. Um, it's in its infancy still, but they're testing the amount of meat consumption on erections and people that have a high uh, diet with a lot of fatty meats, a lot of red meats versus a plant based diet. They saw significant changes in the blood flow to their penises um, at night. Usually they were testing um, their the uh, erections during the night. It was it went up like 300% for some folks. And they need to do more studies on that because that's so interesting to me. Well, trust me, they are really looking into a lot of the things in, in, in terms of nutrition. And I'd say probably the two biggest things are inflammatory diets. That is people who eat a lot of foods that are inflammatory. And that may vary from person to person. Like the biggest one that we talk about these days is gluten. Gluten can be extremely inflammatory. So if you're starting to experience just simple ED, get the gluten out of your life. And you might see something very, very different. And then the big one, the big one is sugar metabolism and insulin resistance and early diabetes and type 2 diabetes. And again, so you move on from gluten, you go into low grain, low carb nutritional programs. And when you start to do that, you start to see big changes in the way that people respond. Because diabetes is the number one reason why guys start to get the, the severe types of ED. So when you look at the two things that people actually bring on to themselves, it's the way they eat their carbs and their sugars, and it's the way they put the cigarettes in their mouth that causes the biggest problems because it affects the vascularity. It affects this thing called endothelium. So we, we, I like to say ED causes ED. Endothelial <laughs> dysfunction causes erectile dysfunction. And so we, we laugh about it a little bit in the office, but when you poison that endothelium, when you poison that endothelium with either sugar toxicity, insulin resistance, or the, uh, the byproducts of smoking, that endothelium doesn't produce the vasoactive substances that need to be produced in order to create a good erection any longer. 
It's interesting to think that we live in a society that that has such a hard time with aging, yet it's everyone's going to do if you're going to live a long life. And there's this idea that body parts shouldn't kind of slow down, but they do. All of our body parts do. If I live to be 80s, every part of my body is going to be 80 years old, even if I'm as youthful as I am inside. And so things just won't function the way they once did, but we were so attached to it. And I understand that, especially with the penis, we live in a very... Um, hard penis centric culture, and so that is so difficult for people to accept. So you were saying, you're, uh, you, you want to know? You want to know what I'm telling you? You 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 hit the nail right on the head. And one of the biggest pieces of advice that I give to my my patients is, you know, listen, you have to learn to be a little bit versatile. And, and I try to really encourage people, particularly older guys and women, you know, not to focus on the penis, on the vulva, not to focus on intercourse, try to create some diversity in, in other things. And, and and you can have a tremendously rewarding sex life by being versatile. So it, it's crucial to integrate so many different things into your intimate life in order to really maintain that happiness, even if you do develop some degrees of dysfunction. I just realized that the word penis isn't the word happiness. <laughs> Like a ten year old, <laughs> um, yeah, and, and then so, and then just on, but as before, we move on a little more. So, um, and then there's the that part they're talking that you're speaking to is people being in their in their heads, right? You know, oh God, the heads, I can't get away from penis analogies, but, <laughs> but they're they're in there, you know, they get stuck in that of this. There's as far of the um, uh, this shouldn't be happening. I don't want this to happen. This is embarrassing. I don't want to let down my lovers or my partner. And then it can become this vicious cycle. And so I guess one of my questions, how do you describe erectile dysfunction then, you know, if someone just, you know, it doesn't get hard one day and then that happens again the next day, the next day, the next day, but then a month later that changes, is that still considered erectile dysfunction? Well, we, we certainly have to be aware of the uh, psychological component of it, okay? I mean, and, and that can be a big deal. But, you know, the reality is is it, 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 there are a few guys that get so badly damaged by it that it becomes a psychological issue. And then, of course, somebody like me, I have to have my outlets and the people that I use to refer to uh, that uh, are uh, the, the experts in being able to handle that. So, yes, that's important. That's important to recognize but the reality is it's there and it's something that's real, but it, it's not as big a problem as it is. And once you kind of tell people it's okay, you know, let's just work with it and you start to show them some results and you start using some of the other techniques to get them better erectile function while you go along and then fix their physiology, then, then they're usually pretty good. And, and especially if they're in a good, uh, stable relationship, then, then, you know, usually the partners are pretty, uh, pretty helpful. So Yes, psychological side is important, but the physiological side tends to really still be predominant. Yeah, and it sounds like they're, I mean, they're both, it's important to take into account all, all these factors and not just focus on one, take into account everything all working together. Yeah, I do. I ask everybody all of the time, and I, I, you know, I say, you know, something along the line of, hey, listen, I got to ask everybody this, but your relationships are okay. And then I just at least get an affirmative yes out of that, and then we can move on. So what exactly is the physiology of, and for, for the doctor purposes, normal erectile function? Well, what happens is, you know, it, it's dependent both upon physical and, and, and emotional or mental stimulation, okay? Because, I mean, any guy can tell you, you, you can have an erection just by thinking of something or watching something, but you also can get an erection just by experience of feeling or a sensation. 
And they're all mediated by a reflex that goes up and down the spinal cord from certain parts of the brain uh, down to the, 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 the erectile tissues in the penis. And when those stimuli all come together, they create a vascular reaction, which is triggered largely by the release of nitric oxide. And when that nitric oxide is released, it will cause a, um, a, uh, a, a change in the circulation and a clamping down of the blood vessels that will trap the blood in the penis, leading to the desired effect. And so it, it just is, it, you know, it, it's a very complex thing. Even paraplegics can have erections from direct stimulation, even though they can't feel it. Okay. And, 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 and so uh, uh, it, it just, it starts in the brain. It starts locally. It's at the end, it's mediated at the end by nitric oxide and a lot of other vasoactive substances. And when that all comes together, you get a successful erection. And as long as the blood stays in place and those blood vessels stay clamped down, uh, then the erection will be successful until completion. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you're, the numbers you gave, so if I'm 34 years old and I had a penis and I have a 34% chance of having an erectile dysfunction. Situation. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's kind of a guideline, maybe not quite as strong on the younger end correlation. And certainly maybe a little bit more prevalent as you get older. But as a guideline, you can you can experience that. I mean, any guy that doesn't tell you that, that at one point or another, they haven't had trouble uh, getting it out there, they're they're probably not telling you the truth. Or they're fifteen. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And hormones play a huge role, obviously, in ED, and, and obviously, people are changing testosterone, which is typically, and I'm not a doctor, but I, I'm assuming testosterone is a lot of what helps us feel sexual. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how hormone imbalance relates to ED better than I that better than I can, please. <laughs> Yeah, oh my goodness, hormone hormone balance is crucial. I mean, I got some guys with pretty, you know, and we measure it by this uh, scale called the International Index of Erectile Function, which is a standardized scale. And it's a little quiz that guys take and it gives us a good indication of what's going on and how severe it is. And, you know, uh, the scale goes up to 75 points. And when you see guys come in, you know, between 55 and say 70 with a moderate, mild to moderate degree of erectile function, most of the time, it's directly related to the testosterone. Of course, we're always working on the physiology and trying to teach them all to be healthy and do healthy lifestyle things. But you know, I, and, and we do a lot of testosterone, and this office is very big on testosterone for men and women. And when we, one of the strange things that I see is guys will come in with testosterone levels. And goodness, if I could just tell your your listeners out there, the guys, anybody that tells you that you have a normal testosterone level when it's below nine hundred. They don't understand hormones because men have severe hormonal dysfunction with blood levels far below what they think is appropriate. And and it's not just on or off with hormones. So I see guys all of the time that come in with testosterone levels, 400, 500. They're having a mild to moderate degree of erectile function. And we get their testosterone levels up to 11, 12, 1300. And it's, it's like night and day. They come in so happy. Their partners come in so happy. And, and testosterone is a major, major, major cause of erectile dysfunction, even when it would technically be called normal by what the blood tests say on, a, on the lab slip, okay? Because there's a huge difference, so to speak, between normal and optimal. And an optimal level is what you're functioning very well, and a normal level just as a number on a piece of paper. And that doesn't often correlate very well with the type of symptomatic control that you have. So testosterone is huge when it comes to ED. That's one of the first things we will key in on, and we will optimize those testosterone levels. And of course, the guys are going to feel good. They're going to have a better sex drive. 
They're going to want to have more sex and they're going to perform a lot better when their, te- their testosterone levels are higher. And so, and we're talking about your testosterone levels are higher too. It's not just, we're not talking about rock hard cock. It's also just driving the, the drive, the sex drive as well. Well, well sure. And it, it, it goes, it goes well beyond that. I mean, so many people think that testosterone is just for sexual function mm-hmm. and they lose sight of the fact that guys with low testosterone, they die earlier. They have more heart disease. They have more dementia. They have more osteoporosis. Their muscles waste away. Uh, the erectile dysfunction, they get prostate cancer at greater rates when their testosterone levels are low. I mean, there's just age-related disease after age-related disease that's directly related to low levels of testosterone. Mm -hmm. So all you got to do is replace that. So not only are they healthier as they age, they're having more sex as they age, they're enjoying their life more as they age, and they have less erectile dysfunction. Mm -hmm. Give me that shit. Give me some some testosterone. (laughs) What? Okay, and then so... You shared a couple of things. You're talking about the gluten and various things. So what are some things that people can do to minimize their chances of getting ED that's probably even before it starts? Or you're talk, you talked about some like it's the beginning phases, but what are some of the things that folks can do? Oh, absolutely. You know, it's really interesting because when you look at it, they're now starting to recognize that erectile dysfunction is a leading indicator of heart disease because the same things that lead to heart disease will lead to erectile dysfunction. So when we talk about how do you prevent uh, erectile dysfunction or how do you, you got to live a healthier lifestyle? You have to eat less sugar. You have to eat less inflammatory foods like gluten and other things that are dairy or inflammatory foods. Okay. You have to eat healthy. You have to eat a well-balanced, you know, uh, we're, we're more along, my philosophy is more along a keto type of a, of a diet with very low carbs. So you do that and you keep your physiology healthy. You don't smoke. You keep your weight down to a normal, normal weight. Obesity or being overweight is highly correlated with erectile dysfunction. You get a guy that has ED and low testosterone and he's overweight and you fix those two things and their sexual function performs dramatically. Exercise is highly correlated with erectile dysfunction. So working out as little as 30 minutes, four or five times a week can significantly improve your erectile function because that's going to do two things. It's going to improve your vascular status. It's also going to improve your testosterone, your natural testosterone levels. And so just living a healthy lifestyle, keeping active, doing all of the things that we know that we should do that we're often don't do because, you know, we, 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 you know, we like that ice cream sundae, you know, we, we like, we like that sourdough bread and, you know, all of those things that are yummy, but they really cause a lot of, uh, of physiolo- physiological dysfunctions and things like that. So living a healthy, healthy lifestyle is the number one thing I can recommend for guys that want to really try to maintain. And then something simple is a simple supplement to add on to that is there's a number of nitric oxide supplements uh, that I like to use. One of them is called Berkeley Life. Another one is called Neo40. Uh, another one called Strongivo. And they work by two different mechanisms, one through uh, amino acids such as arginine, which will stimulate the production of nitric oxide one way, and another one through the metabolism of nitrites into nitric oxide. And that'll stimulate it. And when you get your nitric oxide levels up really high, uh, guys who are once dependent upon, you know, the PDE5 inhibitors like Viagra, Cialis, and all of them, they actually find their dependence on those uh, med- medications going down. Okay. And then my understanding, too, is if someone is prone to the herpes virus and taking something that is, has arginine, is it issue, right? Yeah, you got to be careful. And we ask about that all of the time. So arginine is, you know, some of these guys will cheat because lysine is also preventative uh, to herpes. And so, 
you know, and it depends on, you know, how bad they want to go after. But yeah, you got to be a little bit careful with our Janine and herpes for sure. Okay, y'all, time for a quick break. This podcast is made possible by some of our favorite things. Uber Lube is one of them. It's a luxurious lubricant great for all kinds of sex. It's less likely to throw off your pH than most other lubes. Seriously? There are hundreds of doctors who recommend Uber Lube to their patients, whether they want to make their hot sex even hotter or for folks who are experiencing dryness. Amy, I know you love Uber Lube too. What do you love? I love Uber Lube because it has no flavor, no scent, and it feels absolutely amazing on my body. In fact, I want it everywhere. I even use it in my hair, for my hair frizzies, for massage, and it can also prevent chafing. Oh, and the bottle is gorgeous. It's discreet and looks like a beautiful cosmetic product, so you can leave it on your nightstand shamelessly. To learn why we think it's the best lube on the planet, go check out uberlube.com. Use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX and you get 10% off and free shipping. Again, that's uberlube.com, code SHAMELESSSEX and 10% off and free shipping. This podcast was also made possible by omgs.com. OMGS is a research-based online program that helps you add more sexy things to your menu. OMGS studied thousands of vulva owners to find out how they orgasm and then made tasteful and inspiring short videos to show you techniques on how to pleasure yourself or another vulva. Amy, tell us why you love OMGS. I've been recommending OMGS to my clients for years and it has changed their lives. Whether you're already having good orgasms and want to have even better orgasms, or perhaps you want to explore more variety in your playtime or even learn how to pleasure someone else's vulva, OMGS will have something for you. With two seasons, one all about internal and the other all about external techniques, it's better than any book or DVD that money can buy. To learn more, visit omgs.com backslash shameless and our listeners get $5 off. That's omgs.com backslash shameless. You get $5 off. Go check it out now. And back to the show. And and then what about the process? Because we're, so we're, in our intro here, we're, we answered a sex question um, from someone who's asking more about sex toys, but they had prostate cancer and I think they had their prostate potentially either removed um, and the prostate can, how does can you just give us a quick, quick one-on-one on how the prostate is related to erections? Well, the prostate isn't directly related to erections in terms of its actual function. Okay. There's really more of an indirect connection. And whenever there's prostate damage and particularly prostate surgery or treatments for prostate cancer, the nerves that, that promote erections travel right on the outside lining of the prostate mm-hmm. and they can be damaged. Okay. And there's some really great new treatments called uh, laser uh, laser-focused ablation, which is the best way to deal with prostate cancer if you've got the type of cancer which is amenable to that because the, the the danger zone only goes out about a millimeter from where the cancer is. And so you can get cancers right up close to the edge of the prostate and have very little, if any, effect on the nerves. You know, and then there's other treatments that are more and more potentially dangerous. But the prostate itself isn't, isn't directly uh, there. But, you know, talking about prostate cancer, I mean, you know, prostate cancer rates go up when, and the severity of the prostate cancer goes up when you have lower levels of testosterone. And really exciting new research, uh, you know, number one is men who have had prostate cancer can go on testosterone far sooner than we used to think. And they're actually doing research in, in, at Massachusetts General in Boston, where they're actually using testosterone and estradiol or estrogen to actually treat prostate cancer widely extensive. So, you know, prostate cancer 
while it's still cancer and a bad problem, uh, there's a lot more hope for that than there used to be. You have a program for ED specifically, um, and can you tell us more about the program? And I call it a program because I believe that's what you call it. And also, can you tell our listeners about the success rates of this program? Yeah, well, let let me tell you a story about a guy that I have. He was a 65-year-old guy, really handsome guy, nice, active, goes to the gym every day, he's healthy, he looks looks amazing, okay? And uh, he came in, he had had prostate cancer, and he hadn't had an erection hard enough to have penetrative sex for over five years. And we started working with him, okay? And so we'll start, like I've already alluded to, we work on the physiology, and we get people healthy, and we get them eating clean. And then we move on and we get their testosterone levels nice and strong. And guys with really particularly severe ED, we may have to go really, really high because I kind of liken it to, you know, a jockey uh, whipping a horse coming down the home stretch. You want to have your testosterone levels very high to really force that erection to work, okay? And then we add in the nitric oxide and we do all of that and get that done. And once that platform is all set, their physiology is nice and well-tuned. And then we'll move on to some of the more advanced things that we're seeing some remarkable success with. We use a technique called platelet-rich plasma, or what's called the Priapus shot, that was invented by a guy named Charles Runnels in Fairhope, Alabama. And this procedure is quite remarkable. We take, we take blood and we then concentrate that blood down into the healing factors by spinning it in a special centrifuge. And we take those healing factors off and then we put them inside the erectile tissue inside the penis. And that provokes a a healing reaction. And what makes it really, really cool is we also use this thing called shockwave therapy, okay, or pulse wave therapy or medical wave, where there's a number of different names for it. There's a trademark name out there called Gaines Wave. And what we do is we run it through, we run the erectile tissue, we run the penis through a series of three or four of these. And I kind of liken it to stirring up the embers in a campfire. So you use the shockwave therapy to stimulate You've got great physiology. You've got their testosterone levels good. You're building up their nitric oxide. Now you start to focus directly on the erectile tissue. You stir that tissue up by using the shockwave therapy. You stir those embers up in a fire, in a fire and then you take the platelet-rich plasma, which is like taking lighter fluid and then squirting that lighter fluid on top of those embers, and you get this healing response that really rejuvenates the endothelium that we spoke about earlier, and that endothelium now heals in an environment of a healthier physiology. And so now that endothelium is more able to promote the erectile function that it used to do when it was healthier. And when we do that, we also use, a lot of people call them stem cells. You got to be careful with stem cells. Uh, In the United States, we really don't see a lot of stem cells. And so I call it uh, 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 um, uh, uh, growth growth factors, okay, Uh, cellular related growth factors. And when we mix all of that together, uh, like I said, the 65-year-old guy who had not had penetrative sex for over five years, we've now have him, he's having regular sex and actually decreasing, decreasing his dependence on things like C-rings, you know, PD-5 inhibitors or Trimix, which is kind of another, kind of another fun a little thing that we use uh, to, to do for ED, both for people that need it and for recreation, you know. Uh, and, and that's kind of a fun little trick that I teach my guys too. Wait, can you can you tell tell me a little bit more about that? Trimix, have you ever yes. heard of Trimix? I have not. Trimix is a really unique substance. It's uh, got three vasoactive substances in there, uh, prostaglandins and a couple of others. 
and it's a direct injection. So you take a really, really skinny needle and you, you inject the substance directly into the erectile tissue. And within a couple of minutes, you can have a rock hard erection that will last for up to an hour. And it is really an amazing thing. And so it's, it's a, it's a lifesaver for these diabetics who are at the, or at end stage. And they, they can now have erections and have satisfying sex when it was gone for years. And, and with Trimix, you know, you've heard of this, you, you know, even a 45 year old guy, you go on a, you go on a cruise, you go on a vacation and you're, you know, you're having sex, you know, all the time. By the time the third day comes around, it gets a little bit tough, tough to perform. I don't care how healthy you are. Okay. Well, recreational Trimix is a lot of fun for that. So you can go into that second or third day and you can use that Trimix and get a real rock solid erection when you were thinking that you were really out of gas. So it's used primarily for people who are really have end stage erectile dysfunction. And it also can be used recreational for guys that, that, have, that, that just want to do it. There's, there's another really cool substance out there called PT-141 or bremelamatide. And, and this is a really interesting substance. It's called a peptide. And what you do is you inject it under the skin like a diabetic would inject their belly. And it actually goes up to the brain and it activates the central pathways to promote an erection through the neurological pathways. And it's really another one of those remarkable substances that takes people that have had really significant difficulties achieving erections and then, uh, and then uh, causing them to happen. So, I mean, you know, it's all kind of a lot of fun stuff that we can do out there to get people to perform. I don't know if there's an answer to this question. Uh, <clears throat> erections and ejaculation, they're not necessarily hand in hand, right? Sometimes folks will get an erection and they'll have pleasure experiencing whatever, even if after this injection for an hour, they'll have an erection for an hour. Can they also orgasm? It just depends on the human. Yeah. I, it, yes. It, let's take the patient with Trimix, for example. Okay. Uh, they, they can, they can often ejaculate and still maintain that erection. So they don't immediately go down like most guys will. So that trimix actually keeps the, the 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 penis hard for that, you know, half an hour to an hour is kind of like the the goal we're shooting for where we're trying to get the dose. But but uh, delayed ejaculation is a really really big problem. It, it's all most often mediated by um, uh, 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 by medications that guys are taking. So taking a good history on their medications and trying to shift guys into different medicines and blood pressure medicines are, are the most notorious. And, and, you know, listen, as a guy, if you ever, you know, have that episode where you're going at it for 45 minutes and nothing happens, it can be very, very frustrating. But there's some new medicines coming out right now. And goodness gracious, uh, I just just saw one yesterday and was just reading the research on it. And it's fantastic. You take this and it will absolutely allow uh, you to get an orgasm when you were blocked before. So it's it's a new medication. I just came across it yesterday. Uh, the research is very young, but it's out there in the urology. The series are small. I read three three series on it yesterday, and I'm anxious to try it myself to see if it makes any difference. So I got now I got another tool, and there's there's a list of several things that can be done. So the delayed ejaculation has an answer too. Yeah, your yeah your homework sounds really yeah. fun. I have to go try this thing and see how when I can have my orgasm. So for your well, hey, listen. Listen, I got it's it's a lot of fun. I can actually go into a into a toy store 
and buy toys and actually put them on my expense account and have it be a legitimate expense. This is for research, everyone. I know most people can I make my sex toys. You get to do the same thing. How many people can write off sex toys as a business expense? You got to get in the sex toy industry or the the sexual health industry, everyone. It's a fun industry, as you can tell. We're not bored. So for for your program then, so people will come to you, I would imagine you would test their hormone levels and, and assess all these things about their lifestyle and their relationships and their physiological aspects. And then you would figure out the next steps of what would pertain to particularly to that person. Absolutely. It's like any doctor's office. You come in, you sit down and you talk to the doctor and you come up with a game plan. And while I've got all of these things in my tool chest, not everybody needs them. I get some guys come in and they just need some testosterone. I mean, some guys come in and we got to start at the beginning and we got to work all the way through to the end. And then there's everything in between. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a matter of mixing it up. I mean, why do you think there's four, uh, four PDE-5s out there like Viagra and Cialis and Stendra and Levitra? There, there's four of them out there because not everybody responds to everyone. Some people have problems with one and need to shift to another, okay? So part of the fun of this business, this, this, this medical practice that I have, is trying to solve these problems of things, these issues that are so important to people in their life. I mean, you know, think about it. I mean, other than paying your bills and and, and being comfortable and healthy within yourself. I mean, having an intimate relationship with a partner is one of the greatest joys of life. And, and to be able to fix that and help people with that is, is just, I mean, it's hard to tell people how much fun that is and how rewarding it is to see. I mean, I see women and men coming in here. I had a guy not too long ago and he was having severe ED and we got him treated and, and we were actually using Trimix with him one day and he hadn't had an erection in years. And he stood there when we induced him the first time in the office and he had a big erection and he started to cry. Aww. I mean, it was a, can you imagine a 55 year old guy standing there in a room with two other guys, you know, looking to see that he's getting an erection and he, and it, it, it goes up and he starts to cry. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 an, it's an incredible thing to experience. It really is. That's how I felt when I got my sex drive back this year. I was like, oh my God, it's back. I want to jump on a mountain and tell everyone. I'm sure that guy did. He was like, look at my erection. Uh, what is that? So the success rate, I don't know if you comment on that too. I'm sure it sounds like you probably have a really high success rate in working with people. Can you share a little more about that? We can, we can improve almost everybody. Now I got a guy that came over to me from London. Okay. And so he was here and he, he really, really bad diabetic. Okay. And we did everything on him that we possibly could. And we did it twice and we didn't get much success with him. But I mean, he was a smoker. He was overweight. He was a severe diabetic. So the success rates are highly related to how severe the underlying physiology is. And the better your physiology is, the higher of a success rate we're going to have. The younger you are, the higher the success rate we are. I can move the needle on most everybody and I can get at least one grade going from medium to uh, from moderate to, to mild, from mild to none, from severe to moderate, I can move the needle at least one grade in almost everybody that I treat. And in, in the grand slams, you know, sometimes I can really see some spectacular things. So everybody under my care can, can, for the most part, again, your physiology is important. I can't, you can't, you can't, you know, you can't win with a dead horse. Okay. So the physiology is important, but if you've got a physiology I can work with, I can usually get some success. 
And are there times where it can be linked if it's not, if, if it's th- their diet's great and it looks like their, their T levels are okay. Are there psychological effects too, that people might need to seek treatment outside of just hormone replacement um, that you would recommend as well? Cause I'm sure folks have trauma or they're experiencing maybe um, something that happened that they're triggered by and, and erect, the erections are more problematic for them because of these things. Yeah, no, certainly. I mean, all kind of traumas are, are, are going to have an effect. Okay. I mean, you know, uh, guy relationship issues are probably the f- number one psychological uh, reason why guys uh, have erectile dysfunction. And I mean, it, you know, when, when you're really probing, they come in with their wife and the wife is complaining and then, you know, you get him alone and he goes, well, you know, and usually this happens just when I'm home and when I'm with my girlfriend, it's no problem. I mean, you know, that, that's a problem. I mean, you gotta be, you gotta go, okay, well, you either gotta get, marriage counseling and get back together or decide that that's not the person for you and move on. So it stems to that. I mean, sexual trauma, guys, guys are, you know, as prone to sexual trauma and sexual performance issues related to prior sexual traumas as women are maybe, I mean, maybe not as profoundly, but I mean, there certainly are enough stories of guys, uh, young boys being traumatized sexually and, and, and that will come out sideways in so many different ways. And, you know, then they're just guys that have secure, you know, uh, um, um, uh, what am I looking for? Uh, self-image issues, and and you know those get manifest by sexual uh, performance uh, problems. So yeah, psychological issues they they run the whole range, and then they need to be dealt with. And and again, I, that's that's not an area of my expertise, but I'm fortunate to have a couple of good uh, sexual health counselors in Orlando. And, and a funny story I can tell you guys sometime offline uh, about a sexual health counselor that that I that I used to know. But uh, it was uh, intimately. Uh, what? <laughs> uh, well, we, we can talk. So we can talk about that one off. Doctor C, I really love it, Doctor C. <laughs> oh wow! I really don't want this interview to ever end I because Doctor C, I know you're great and you're so full of really amazing knowledge that I think folks out there that are listening are going to value and appreciate. Can you tell people how to find you and um, how to work with you as well? Sure. I'm, I'm located in Orlando and my, my office is called the Florida Center for Hormones and Wellness. And we're actually in one of the most beautiful places in the world. I'm about two miles from Universal and I'm about five miles from Disney and I'm on what's called Restaurant Row. And my, my office is right upstairs from a beautiful restaurant called Moonfish. And my website is www.hormonesandwellness.com. It's a beautiful website. I can't believe I got that, but I, I do. So it's really easy to find me. Uh, come enjoy the beautiful weather here and uh, get your erectile dysfunction uh, fixed. I, I do do. I have to see everybody once, but I do do a lot of distance consultations. They better have gluten-free options at that menu, at that restaurant, that restaurant's menu. We have a lot of gluten-free around here. Yes, ma'am. And just and just to uh, just to, to add this, you said in the beginning you work with all people. You don't only work with, with penis-owning individuals and, and erectile dysfunction. You work with all kinds of folks for hormone reasons, right? I, I do. I have, I, do a, I have a very, a very rich practice in women. I'd say probably my practice is about 60% women, 40% men, and I do a lot of sexual dysfunction in women. I do the OSHA. I do radio frequency, uh, a vaginal rejuvenation for women. And I do, you know, I, 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 I run the, the whole realm of hormones, wellness, uh, 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 cholesterol, sugar metabolism, sexual wellness for women and for men. Are you familiar with Susan Bratton? Do you know Susan? 
know I'm not, but I you I need, need to know her. Yeah, you should talk. She has, she has a YouTube channel. She's been on our podcast two different times, and she was on here talking about a lot of things. Yes, yeah, Susan Brett and B. It's B R A T T O N. Uh, she's been on multiple episodes here. I forgot what one of them was called, but it was uh, so. There's always about how to have amazing sexual orgasms. Yeah, sexual. Yes, the sexual she superstar. Be, uh, she talks about Osha, and she she essentially is a personality who promotes all these things, but swears by. It. I think her husband did gains wave, and she was talking she about it. Get, he did gains wave, and she says she's in her 60s now, and that she's in her sexual prime yeah. um, with utilizing a lot of these available options that are that weren't available 20 years ago to a lot of folks yeah she's like my clit is like a 30 year old clit (laughs) with the o shot no guys i'm gonna tell you what i I, i'm finding out that you know i'm 63 okay and i mean you know my my sex life now is amazing and and because i do everything that i teach my guys okay And, and i and i keep my life vibrant and active and it's 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 really wonderful and i'm telling you that sex gets better when you get older. Just imagine. And I live in a great neighborhood. You know, I live near Windermere and Bay Hill and, you know, all of these nice neighborhoods. And these people come in, their kids are grown up. They've got a couple of dollars in their bank. And now is a time to reconnect. And it used to be you got to be 55 mm-hmm. and you're done sexually, okay? And you just went on world cruises, okay? Mm-hmm. Now you can have physical connection again. And it is amazing the kind of physical connection that I'm seeing you know, people in the middle to older middle age and early elderly population having, it's phenomenal. And it's just, it's really a great time of life. So there's sexuality for all, and that's such a great mission. And I am really thankful for the work that you're doing. I say that with just like, you seem so happy and I can tell that you're having a a great sex life and that you're applying all of your knowledge at home. So Dr. C, Dr. C, thank you so much for spending a little bit of your afternoon with us and sharing everything with our listeners. And we hope to have you back again, or if we're in Orlando, we'll come and maybe go see Mickey Mouse, you know, (laughs) know. if you're ever here, uh, give give me a call and I'd be happy to uh, take you around a little bit and show you some. I'll give you my number, Dr. C. (laughs) You got it, babe. All right, y'all. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shameless Sex. Thank you for being part of the Shameless Sex Revolution. We'll see you next Tuesday, y'all. Ciao for meow. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.